With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the final hour in this Thursday. Merry Christmas to NFL fans. Everybody gets a gift. May not get it early. You may not get what you thought you were going to get or what you like, but it is fun. It's like a stocking stuffer. What's in there? I have no idea. What's that big package underneath the tree? That's Paris Johnson. Okay. That's Lucas Van Ness. <laughs> Who? Uh, the uncertainty. Whole lot of fun coming up tonight. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. He close out the Bucks. Interesting exchange with a reporter and Giannis after last night's closeout loss by the Miami Heat. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Uh, do, you get, do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every, every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure? That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. Well, it, it depends. It's failure in the eye of the beholder. Your fan base, is it a failure? Your perspective is different. He probably looks at this different than most players in the NBA. And we may look at it differently as fans of Giannis in the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, nationally, they don't play nationally. Giannis plays nationally and internationally. He's a wonderful player and a wonderful story. If this happened to LeBron James, it would be different. If you said, let's say they bow out against Memphis and LeBron is asked, was this a failure? I'm going to guess LeBron would say, yeah, we failed. But in Giannis's interpretation of this, where he's come from, and what he's accomplished so far, is this a failure? And he's saying, no, it's not. And it's not a fair question. Uh, he does bring up Michael Jordan. 15 years, he won six titles. Did he fail in the other nine years? The answer is probably not. And Jordan wouldn't say that he failed. But I think it, it sounds like if you say disappointing, 
that's that's a softer uh, landing there. But he could have. I mean, this is a trending story. This is crossed over. This isn't just sports. This Q and A has crossed over on Twitter. It's trending right now. Yes, Todd. Do you double down in that position if you're the reporter and say one seed losing to an eight seed though? That is that not failure? Do you push it once more? Or you just get what out would there? you do? I would like to think that I would that would say what I just said because now you're already in it and it's uncomfortable. You might as well make it a little more uncomfortable and stick by your guns that you asked the question the way you did. Okay. Yes. People are really jumping on the question. I mean, it can be a good answer, and that doesn't mean that the question is bad. Like Mark Cuban referred to it as a gotcha question. It's not a gotcha question. No. He he asked if it was. Do you feel like this season was a failure? It's you know he got the he got a great response out of. Giannis, that's kind of the point of asking these questions is to get a great response. Giannis doesn't sound savvy in fielding this question, but you've just lost and you go into the press conference and you're obviously embarrassed, hurt, bummed out, disappointed, all of these things. But it's not a gotcha. It's only a gotcha question if you let it be a gotcha question. All you have to say is, I wouldn't label it a failure. I'd say it's really, really disappointing. We're a number one seed. We should have beaten them. I was injured. I hurt my back. I came back. I tried. It didn't work. I love my teammates. We're going to be back next year. We'll learn from this. Then it's not a gotcha question. It's only if you engage it. Because there are times when I ask questions that might, I think you could probably classify as gotcha or I'm trying to get you. But only if you say something back, did I get you? There are times when you just kind of brush them off. And usually that's what happens 80% of the time. It's like, yeah, not going to go in there. Not going to answer that. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, it's not a gotcha question. It's actually a pretty common question that is asked with athletes when their season ends prematurely. And we're just not used to hearing it. Because Giannis engaged, and it was an interesting answer. I think a lot of people out there are hearing a reporter ask a question with the word failure in it. Uh, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Also, uh, Gilbert Arenas, who was great last time with us, former NBA All-Star. Uh, get his thoughts on what happened last night with Memphis, the Grizzlies, rough up the Lakers there. Lakers still up 3-2. Now you got a must-win situation. You go back home, no excuses. And LeBron did not play well at all. But give credit to Memphis. Desmond Bain and John ja Morant played really, really well. Warriors are up 3-2 on the Kings. The Knicks advance, beating the Cavs. The Miami Heat close out the Bucks. The Heat, the Knicks, with a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> and Jimmy Butler, 98 points in back-to-back games combined in the playoffs. He is Mr. April. <laughs> Jimmy Buckets, Mr. April. He's not a champion, but he feels and looks like a champion. He produces like a champion this time of the year. Jimmy Buckets. Yes, Todd? Assuming Boston takes care of the Hawks, what are you more pumped about? The Knicks Heat Series or Philly-Boston? I think if Miami was fully assembled, then I would say that. Just just because it's it's just weird. It's wonky. We expected the Sixers and Celtics to be here. At least I think we did. But, I mean, that feels like that should be the Eastern Conference Finals. But, I, I I mean, if you get the Knicks in there and they're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, they play across the country. 
And Miami, you did, you don't want to see a wounded team go into a you know even bigger series in Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you know, and they were in the bubble in the finals a couple of years ago. But, you know, without Victor Oladipo and certainly Tyler Hero, it's just a different feel. Like, can Jimmy Butler continue to do this? Yes, Marv. I'm really looking forward to seeing what, quote-unquote, Knicks fans are going to be Whoa. front row. Whoa, okay. Well, I haven't seen you guys since 2013. Oh, now you're back front row. <laughs> Let's go, Knicks. Get out of here. Tracy Morgan's always there. You're yeah. not there. Spike Lee. Spike travels. He was in Cleveland. Yes, Paul. I wonder if there's people who work for the Knicks franchise who have vacation plans next week. Like, the season's usually over late April, early May. We're going to plan our family vacations. Now we've got to change everything. And stars don't call to get the tickets. They're handlers call. And it, because it's not like, because I imagine, you know, the ticket office with the Knicks, and then they're going, oh, guess, who, guess who's on line one? He wants tickets. Uh, no, Pete Davidson gets to go. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick want to go. <laughs> what? And then the job to tell their handler that they're not getting tickets or you're not getting front row tickets. And at what point do you kind of lose that gravitas, that status to be front row? And what that must feel like. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry. We're not, we're not going to be able to uh, uh, accompany you and, and give you those tickets. I'm sorry. You're going to be in the third row. Uh, Carrot Top is going to be next <laughs> to you. Thank you, Todd. Uh, yes, Marvin. I remember vividly the first NBA game I ever went to in 1994, Jazz at Knicks. In the front row, Richard Lewis Okay, was in the front row. So maybe he was hotter than fish grease at that point. But I don't think he'd be there now. Well, he's on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Comedian, very funny guy. Um... Yeah, he might not make the cut. Maybe third row loge? <laughs> Get him in the first few rows of the second like, session? Like Matt, Michael Rappaport. Oh. But he's a regular and he's old school there. Yeah, but is he front row? Front row. Are we playing the game who gets the front row <laughs> tickets game? Oh. I'll, I'll throw out there one. Rut row. Let's say you're at the Knicks ticket office and you get a call from the agent for... Pete Davidson. I'm going to go LL Cool J. Oh, yeah. Local... Famous. Oh, yeah, no, still famous. Yeah, no, he's first. He's Foul mouth. But yeah. then you get a call from Paul Rudd's agent, and there's one ticket available. I, I go LL Cool J. Over. Paul Rudd's a Kansas City guy anyway. Yeah, what exactly. Does he cares okay. about him? Yeah, back with him. <laughs> what if it's uh, Ed Norton? He feels like a New York City kind of guy, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, LL Cool J, and then George Clooney's agent calls. Is that big enough? I don't think George Clooney's agent would call. I think that's not the game we're playing. I think George would know that that's not his place. LL Cool J or Ethan Hawke? I would say LL Cool J. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ethan Hawke, though, lives in New York. Yes, Tom. McEnroe, but Tom Hanks wants to sit. No, but, but, but oh, Tom Hanks. No, Tom Hanks would know that's not his place. But he wants to go to this one. But he's not worried about McEnroe. Tom Hanks would know that's not his place to ask for those tickets. See, I think the thing that's throwing it off a little bit is that LL Cool J is a New Yorker. Tom Hanks isn't. Yeah. You know, that's why I said Ethan Hawke because he's a local guy. He's a New Yorker. All right, Chris Maloney, my good friend, consummate New Yorker. Yes. Yeah, good friend of mine. What's that show? 
Law and Order. Law and Order, uh, uh, SV. This is uh, Organized Crime, isn't oh, it? Oh, Organized Crime. Chris Maloney. Or Howard Stern. Yeah, Howard goes a lot. This guy just said Howard Stern or Pete Davidson, who gets front row. Ooh, front row. I would say Pete Davidson. He's hotter right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know he's bringing a date. Well, Howard usually brings his wife. Yeah. Beth. Yeah, Paul. Tom Hanks. No, Tom Hanks but just is not a Knicks fan. I'm just going big celebrity, though. Like, if we were in L.A., it's different. Knicks fans, I mean, that that's, there's a smaller group. Okay, how feels. about this? Right. Serena Williams, Denzel Washington. Well, no, Denzel is a New York guy. But Serena Williams is Serena's not a New York person. You're, you're not playing the game, though. I know, but. I... <laughs> Nero or Jay-Z. <laughs> Good call. Well, that, that's a good one. Robert De Niro or Jay-Z? I'm going Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Even though he's a Nets guy? Well, I mean, the Jay-Z factor Jay-Z was the Nets. <laughs> so you're saying you don't, have, you don't have the tickets? You don't have the tickets? Wait, is that your impersonation? I, like that. Pizza. Oh, I thought that was good. You thought Paulie's De Niro impersonation was did. good? It's not good. Got to sit in the front row. Front row. Are you talking to me? Do you, you know when they say you got to move? And then he says to the usher, <laughs> in order to do, You're talking to me? You got to squint your you eyes, got, though. You, yes, yes. Yes. Your mouth has to go down and your <laughs> eyes have to squint. Se- and, Seton's got that. You're our Frank Caliendo. That'll. Yeah. Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. You're talking to me? Uh, anybody else that we want to throw in there? Front row. Michael J. Fox or Chris Rock? Michael J. Fox. He loves his Rangers, too. Chris Rock lives in Jersey. Isn't he from Brooklyn? Oh, that's tough. I got slapped in the face on national TV. You got to put me in the front row. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. The cast of Sex in the City reunited or... Yeah. Uh, or the cast uh, of the Friends. Cast of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul. Taylor Swift versus The Field. Oh, Swifty. T-Swizz? Is there a celebrity who... She could sit on the bench if she yeah. wants. Come okay, on. Taylor Swift or Harry Styles? Oh, see, now oh, we're going. Yeah. I would Even, say Taylor Swift. Harry Styles is not a New Yorker, but he's just cool enough. It and he matter. has no idea. He's not a sports fan. You paused, though. You paused you and did. thought. You did. You did. Uh, I paused just out of shock that you would say, <laughs> try to put those two. No, Swifty, my Tay-Tay, lives in, uh, what, Soho or Tribeca? Tribeca yeah. Not that I've been around Area. Yes, more. Aaron Rodgers center court. Ooh. Will he get will he get preferential treatment? Aaron Rodgers has to be there for game one. Has to. Has to. Aaron Rodgers. But he's but he's part owner of the box. Daniel Dines. Danny Dines. <laughs> <laughs> Which number eight? Isn't Danny Dimes number eight? No offense. Yeah. Number eight. And then they put him on the kiss cam, and then it really gets awkward there. Yes, Mark? I think it's Aaron Rodgers or Saquon. Saquon's the bigger star okay, to me. Did you see where Prince William or Prince Harry was on the kiss cam with his wife, Meghan Markle? But they didn't kiss. They, they, like, they were on the – I don't know if it's a kiss cam, but they like turned, and then I think he was going to, and then she said no. Or – she kind of gave him the Heisman a little bit there. Yes, Tony. Is that a British thing? The public displays of affection? Are there rules? That, are they still royalty? Are they kind of royalty? I don't know what rules they play by these days. Uh, I, do, I think they turned in their titles. Put it, put the crown down and I, just walked? I think, I think they rescinded. 
their uh, duties? I don't know why they didn't just kiss. Have some fun with it. Jeez, loosen up a little bit. Well, I think he wanted to, but I don't think What's she her did. Problem? I don't know. <laughs> Would you guys do that if you went to a game? Kiss Cam, Seton. I did already. Although, well, actually, it wasn't really Kiss Cam uh, when I was first with my. Uh, wife, I don't know if we were married yet or still dating. Yeah. We were kind of, but we were definitely in a making out stage still. <laughs> uh, and we were we were at Yankees Red Sox at Fenway, and we were kissing, and they showed it on the jumbotron, and like we were like, I guess kind of making out. And uh, you just heard the crowd go like, oh, whatever. And uh, we looked around or whatever, and the people behind us were like, you were just on the screen making out. So you were making out, and it wasn't a kiss cam. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hey, you know, draft. day baseball, you have a bunch of beers, make out a little bit. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, <laughs> the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Take a break. We'll make way for uh, Gilbert Arenas, who will join us coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Shopping for tires, as Todd likes to say, can be deflating. Not at TireRack.com. Fast free shipping. Free road hazard protection. And that's just the start. They test the tires. They get their own test track. So they're going to push these tires to the limit. Great traction and comfort rides. That's what they want. They want to they want to share the results and give you an informed choice. They have the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Personalized tire recommendation. TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive, where you drive, how you drive. They'll take it from there. And they sell only the best. They have the uh, full lineup of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to you. Or they have... Over 10,000 recommended installers that they send them to. Mobile tire installation available in many areas. They bring the tires to your home or your office and install them on site. So convenient. Great people. TireRack.com slash Dan. See their Redestein test results, special offers. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories 
for 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. IndyCar returns to the winding roads at Barber Motorsports Park. Road racing starts Sunday at 3 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. Great Mother's Day deals. Dan's deals there. Save you a lot of money. Hand-picked items that uh, I did, and it'll help you for Mother's Day. Anywhere from 50% off up to 80% off some of these items. Well, all of them you're going to save. But uh, we got you covered for Mother's Day, but first come, first serve. Just like tailgate moonshine, when it uh, when it's gone, it's gone. You have until Saturday. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Eight seven seven three DP show. Gilbert Arenas. He has uh, his own podcast. Gil's Arena airs live three days a week: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, eleven thirty a.m. Pacific. Three-time NBA All Star, and he joins us on the program. Gilbert, thanks for joining us. Um, do you want to talk Bucks or you want to talk? Miami Heat first. It doesn't matter. Oh. Thank you for having me. Okay, so explain to me, Jimmy Butler, when somebody gets into, and you've been in this like uh, world before, but you get into the zone, but how could the Bucks, with three great defenders in Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez not stop or contain Jimmy Butler in a must-win situation? Um, because in his realm, it's only one defender, and that's um, Drew Holiday, which Drew Holiday is too small for Jimmy Butler. Um, the other two defenders are meaningless to his position. They're great at defending the basket and defending big men, but Jimmy Butler's a guard. He's a big guard. So um, Giannis and Lopez are meaningless to what Jimmy does. So um, they have to just wait till he gets to the basket for them to be a factor on defense, which he's not. He's pulling up mid-range. He's taller. So with someone like him, you have to put on a longer defender to keep him from shooting jumpers and push him to those big defenders. Explain to me the last play there for the Bucks. that if I would have said the Bucks season comes down to Grayson Allen with the ball as the final play of the, uh, their season. I mean, Giannis, Butler picked him up. He passed it to Chris Middleton, and then Grayson Allen didn't even get a shot off. They, they had a timeout, and they didn't even take that, Gilbert. Yeah, that's that reminds me of the, the J.R. Smith rebound, right? You don't know. You didn't think that you were going to get the ball, and you just end up getting it, and then from there you just blanked out. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Grayson knew the time right there. He's just trying to space the floor. So he just got caught in no man's land and didn't realize to check the clock or call a timeout. But Chris Middleton's got to take the shot. Yeah, it, it's it's a, something like that is more of just a team awareness thing, right? If you didn't see like the play was developing, just you know that's where 
Um, your coach is supposed to call a timeout or the star player who's paying attention. But that's that that comes with leadership or just knowing your surroundings in that game. I don't know if you heard Giannis after the game. He was asked, is this a failure? And he said no. Uh, can we, um, Marv, why don't you play that for, for Gilbert? If, if he, so you'll hear the question, then you'll hear Giannis's response. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Michael Jordan played 15 years. Won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. What do you make of that, Gilbert? I, I understand the question, and um, Giannis. <laughs> um, they're both. They're both right in what they're trying to say. You know, is it a failure? Yes. In sports, it's a failure because you are the number one seed, you know, during regular season, your number one seed into the playoffs and losing to the eighth seed is a letdown. It is it is failing for what you what you supposed to have been doing this year. Um, So, yes, it's it's a failure. But in Giannis explanation, for just the general thought of sports, no, it's not a failure because you get better every year. And yeah, I get it. But did yeah. Jordan fail those other nine years? He didn't win a title. Well, when Jordan was in a position to win championships, he didn't actually fail. <laughs> the, the, the the other years, his team wasn't good enough to to win championships. Right. So you know, if we're talking about if the ninety. Um, the 96 Bulls loss, yes, that would have been a failure. Yeah. Um, Golden State 73 win, that was a failure. Um, because you are clearly the best team in basketball and you didn't make it out of the first round. But um, but Giannis' explanation, yeah, it's it's he's technically right also. So it's one of those is depending on the narrative we want to run with, it depends on who's right. Yeah, I think I think Giannis's definition of failure is different than most athletes because mm-hmm. of where he's come from, what he's achieved. It, you know, he grew up in a different type of world, and he may not look at this as life or death. But if if LeBron, could you imagine if LeBron bowed out and they were the number one seed, and you asked the question, "Was this a failure?" Mm-hmm. How would LeBron answer that? Um. He probably would have accepted it um, on a chin. Um, and would he have said it was a failure? Yes, I, I think so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, just like Dirk, when Dirk lost to the We Believe team, you know, he didn't even want the MVP trophy um, because it, it is a letdown. But you can see that – you can see it on Giannis's face that he he knows that, you know, this was a failure. 
But, you know, he can't accept that for the rest of the city. Like, you know, we have to build, we have to keep going. We can't win them all. And, you know, it was a way of expressing his frustration. You can see it. Talking to Gilbert Arenas, three-time NBA All-Star, and you can listen to his podcast, part of the Underdog Content Network, available on YouTube, the iHeartRadio app, and everywhere podcasts are heard. In your prime, how would you deal with Dylan Brooks if he was chirping at you like he's been chirping at LeBron? Um, the same way any 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 star player that has the ultra green light. Um, <laughs> anytime you can get him isolated on the island by himself, you, you're going to make sure he's you know um, engaged. You're going to try your best to. To make sure that is a um, a rough night for him, but you don't want to you want to play differently though. He was trying to get LeBron to play differently and say, you know, I don't respect you unless you put forty. Now you're a scorer. That's mm-hmm. different. Your yes, job uh, is to put forty on him. Yeah, my that that is my job to to make sure he gets that. But you're still under the the team scheme because it is a chess match, and he's losing it to LeBron because LeBron is not possessing that all right i'm gonna prove you wrong i'm gonna i'm gonna win this game and then talk trash you while you're sitting home since we are the lower seat yeah but this is the mature gilbert arenas if you're 26 and dylan brooks is doing this to you what happens Oh, I'm trying to score 50. No, that's, that's, <laughs> listen, we tried the same thing with LeBron but when, when, when he was younger and he gave us every possible number he can possibly give us. I would just make him shoot. Oh, OK. And he's just attacking the whole time. I will make him pass. 12 assists, 30 something points still, you know, so so we we've we've poked that bear and we didn't like the way he growled back. <laughs> Uh, the Lakers can look really good, and then they can look really average. And last night, AD had a great game. LeBron didn't. And now you go back home, and even though you're up 3-2, I mean, this is a must-win situation. Uh, how do the – like, the Lakers can be frustrating because you think they got it right, and then they don't get it right. What's right, it, it's, it's, right? it's weird, right? It's it's just when you're looking at the rest of the superstars, Jimmy Butler carrying a team, even Giannis when he was healthy playing in the series, Embiid, you have Booker over there just dominating. And then you have the Lakers and you're like, like every other game, like our superstars are like taking days off. Um, no one is like putting, they're, they're not willing this, this series. And that's what scares me. But I've seen LeBron, and I know when he when 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 it's go time, he goes. So I'm not worrying about you know tonight's game, um, well tomorrow's game. I'm not worried about the the the, the next game because I know LeBron LeBron is going to show up. So um, that's that's all I need. You know, that's all the Lakers need. We just need LeBron to show up, and I don't. It's not going back to Memphis. LeBron is going to handle business at home. And then you see Steph Curry last night. There are times when Steph just. I don't know why he needs to remind us, but he does remind us of just how incredible he is. I, listen, I, he's just one, one. I remember when, when 2014, 15 season, I remember calling um, ex-teammate LaRon Prophet, And I said, man, listen, I shot a lot. I shot a lot. How many shots is he shooting? This is ridiculous. This was then. Like I seen, I seen the greatness in the style he was shooting. I was like, how many shots does this man shoot in a day? Because I shot a lot, and I don't think my shot was like that. 
Um, his creativity, his style, his his thought process, his his knack for hitting tough shots is just unreal. It is it, it is un, it is unreal. Um, you can be a shooter, but a, a shooter that has the 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 concept of every shot I take is a great shot, knowing spacing, knowing time, knowing the spots on the floor, knowing the angles is just something that there's not a lot of shooters that had that. Him and Clay both possess the same thing. Okay, but Steph can get his shot. Mm-hmm. You know, Clay usually needs help, mm-hmm. but how is it we haven't found that Steph? You know, remember Jordan, uh, Gerald Wilkins was the Jordan stopper. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been designated as a Steph stopper. Why not? Um, when it comes to, you know, it's like having the Reggie to Chris Mullen, um, but with Kyrie dribbling. <laughs> so now he can take you off the dribble and now he only needs this much of space. So when you add all of it together, it's like it's like giving Jordan Larry Bird's jump shooting, right? It's just a whole different player. You don't expect this type of player to have all these tangibles. And Steph off the dribble with the ball. When he get rid of the ball, he's a danger. So he's he's mastered every element of shooting to help him get open. What do you do if you're the Clippers with Kawhi? I'll, I'll I'll try to trade him and get get something for him. But why um, do I want him if you don't want him? Because there's always a dumb buyer. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the Knicks, Gilbert, but they're uh-huh. they're getting smarter. It might be the Knicks. You never <laughs> you never know. It's. But There's if a always, game is on the line, a must-win series, he's still in the conversation when, when he's able to play of guys that you, you would take that he can win a big series for you. No, when he's playing, he's greatness. Um, he, just, he, just, he knows how to score. He knows how to play. He knows how to will himself on, on, a, on a game and on a series. But, you know, when you're talking about a season and giving your chan- yourself a chance to win – a championship, you can't rely on him playing enough games to put you in that position. And then when you get in that position, is his body going to hold up? Yeah, I know. But that's, I mean, he won't be there for the season, 60 games over under. And now you got Paul George. I mean, when they play, they're great. I thought if they both played in the series against the Suns, I would have taken the Clippers. I wouldn't have because it's the Clippers. You know, it's just the Clippers. It's like, I guess in New York, it's like the Jets or something. <laughs> um, they, they find they find ways to lose. But, you know, right now, if I'm Bomber, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to see if someone is willing to give me some pieces for him. Gosh. Um, if he pans out and becomes what we thought he was going to be, then that's just one of those um, things I just regret later on. But. As of right now, it hasn't panned out for us. And if why his value's still a little hot, maybe we can, you know, try to will and deal. Did you ever engage with celebrities courtside during games? No, um, not that I can remember. Not 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 that I can. Remember. I mean, Jack Nicholson, yeah, you know, Jack a little bit, um, and Spike Lee, you know, you chirp just a little bit. Nothing serious though. 
But were you aware of who was courtside? Yes. Like, uh, you know, during breaks or like in the layup line, you'll see who's there. But like, you know, what if there's an actress who's there or there's, you know, like Jay-Z's courtside? You're not interested? No, because they're there to see me. And, you know, um, no, 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 no different than when I'm going to a concert to see them. Their job is to perform. So, um, OK, when they're coming to that arena, my job is to show them why they're here. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those instead of trying to be a fan. Like, oh, my God, it's Jay-Z. Like, you know, they, they bought a ticket to come see you. So you have to be on. <laughs> Did you ever have any celebrities with the Wizards? Um, we had, I mean, Barack Obama. <laughs> okay. Um, we had like singers like Maya. Um, I, I can't. Not a so long guest ago. list there, Gilbert. <laughs> you know, but it's the, it's the, you know, Dave Chappelle, uh, Martin Lawrence. Um, yeah, so we had a lot of celebrities oh, coming. Chappelle would go. Huh? Chappelle would go watch you play. Yeah, yeah Chappelle would go. Okay. I like that. They're, they're buying a ticket to see me play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, great to talk to you again, as always. Thanks for making time. Uh, thank you for having me. That's Gilbert Arenas, three-time NBA All-Star with the Wizards. And uh, he has a podcast, Gills Arena. And it's available on Underdog Content Network and available on YouTube, iHeartRadio app, and everywhere podcasts are heard. Let's take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It was just brought to my attention, we didn't play the B. John Robinson game. I don't know what the B. John Robinson game is, but... It's last call, so Paulie, explain the Bijan Robinson game. Pretty simple, Dan. Who will draft Bijan Robinson tonight? <laughs> Not who should, who will. We who played this a couple weeks will. ago with Bijan Robinson, but none of us can remember what we picked. Okay. So we'll play it again because we can't remember who Todd, I'll start with you in the Bijan Robinson game. Where does the talented Texas running back end up? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take Bijan Robinson. Okay. Seton O'Connor. I had him going to the Buffalo Bills last time, far down in the first round. But just to increase my uh, likelihood of being right, I'm going to change it now to the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Either one of them come in, I'm right. No, you don't get credit for Buffalo. No, you don't. don't. Only only the one that's right counts. That's the way this business works. New policy. Marvin? I'm also going with the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go. That's the betting favorite. Paulie? The Baltimore Ravens surround the offense, win now, get Hopkins. They're going to get Hopkins later Mm. today as well. Mm. I will say the Bijan Robinson game. I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles take Bijan Robinson. Yeah. And just like all the draft analysts, we have no idea what we're talking about. Yes, Marv? What color suit? Is B. John Robinson going to wear? Well, I told him if you want to give a little nod to a, you know some burnt orange in there, that's fine. But I, I'd say you know go dark, clean suit. That's it. Nice, clean, crisp. Maybe a pocket hanky that has the uh, Texas Longhorns. Maybe your tie picks up the pocket hanky. You know, little things there. Okay. Don't go crazy. And I would bring up the uh, Bijan mustard mm. when he hugs the commissioner. And I would actually do a photo. I would, I would hug him, and then I would bring out the mustard, and then I would hand it to the commissioner. A little product placement yeah. there. Uh, let's see. Blake in Illinois. Hi, Blake. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Great, Blake. Um, just, just got a quick uh, draft question for you. Okay. Um, as a as a lifelong TCU fan, I'm pretty pretty shocked that Max Duggan is not predicted to go in the first round. I mean, you got a guy from Florida and a guy from Kentucky projected to go again, uh, in front of him. I don't understand that at all. So, just curious as to why you think that is, given that he was a Heisman runner up, and also curious to see where you think he might go. Well, he was a, he was a great football player. That doesn't mean you're going to be a great pro. I mean, Tim Tebow was a mm. great pro and. You know, Denver surprised a lot of people by taking him in the first round. He, he didn't have a first round grade. 
Uh, I think Max is a great football player, but I don't know if that's going to translate into the NFL. And maybe he, you know, turns out to be a Jalen Hurts kind of player. But I haven't heard enough about his ability to throw players open, uh, you know, arm, you know, all of those things that, that, you know, you're asking for with a quarterback. I mean, I think that uh, Dorian uh, Thompson Robinson, mm. um, I mean, that's the guy I love. Um, I think if he played at Alabama, we would look at him as a first-round draft pick. I think he's got experience. Yep. I, I think he played in a pro-style offense with Chip Kelly. I, I really like him. And maybe he's one of those guys that is this year's Jalen Hurts yeah. or a Russell Wilson type. We take him in the third round. But I, I, I do like him, and uh, I, I think it'd be – I'm interested to see where he goes and the opportunity that uh, he'll get. Brandon in Ohio. Hi, Brandon. Hey, morning, guys. Um, I will throw the Cowboys into the B. John Robinson game if I could, jumping ahead of Philly. So I don't think Jerry would want them to get B. John being a Texas guy. Yep. But um, with the draft, this in not apples to apples manner, but it reminds me of 2018 where you sort of have a cluster of four quarterbacks that people are thinking are going to go at the top, and then an outlier, which was Lamar Jackson. Now it seems to be Hendon Hooker. If you were a general manager and Hendon Hooker was available at the end of the first round, would you move to get him knowing his age, injury history, and the fact that that would lock you into a fifth-year option? Um, I, I think the opportunity for a fifth-year option. I mean, if I'm going up to get him, I have to look at it. Let me look at the positives, not like, oh, my God, I'll be locked into a fifth-year option with him. Um, the age doesn't scare me as much because I would probably look at this as a five-year window for him, four-year window, five-year window. The ACL... I liked the story. I liked when I watched him. I thought that he was a difference maker. It feels like he's going to go maybe late in the first round. This feels like that. James in Virginia is with us. James, what's on your mind today? Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Thursday, DT, Danette. Salute to the commanders, man. Draft day. But first, I got to start with the Knickerbockers, man. Uh, going against the Heat for a chance in the, for the Eastern Conference Championship? Man, that takes me back to when I was a teenager, man, in the mid-'90s, watching the Heat and the Knicks go back, back and forth. I think I'm going to have to dust off my Hewan jersey. Shoot, I still got the 99 uh, Eastern Conference champion T-shirt hanging in the closet, man. So very excited about that. Draft day, man, Washington Commanders. I think they're going to trade Chase Young, the number one pick this year, 16 overall, their third-round pick, and a second-rounder in 2024. For Lamar Jackson, man. I don't know if I'm dreaming or not, but I'm hoping for it. All right. Well, thank you, James. That uh, That's hot. Wow. I uh, I had heard from somebody yesterday close to the Ravens saying that uh, they weren't close to a deal or doing anything or talking to the 49ers and that uh, the Ravens felt like they were going to get a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson, according to my source there. This day in sports history, Paulie. There's not a lot today. Let's see. I'll give you one. uh uh, they used a yellow baseball in a college baseball game, and it didn't stick, and the Major League Baseball said no to that in 1938. Babe Ruth Day, 1947, celebrated at Yankee Stadium, and Nolan Ryan in 83 broke the 55-year-old Major League record when he struck out his 3509th batter. Uh, Fred Blassie, wrestler, he uh, coins the term pencil neck geek on this day. Classy Freddie Blassie. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Marciano retired uh, 49 and 0. 
Let's go around the room. What we learned on the program. Anybody got a hot take for tonight? Anybody? Marvin? There's going to be a second running back drafted in the first round. Yeah, but that's probably the kid out of Alabama. Oh, is that not hot? Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, Paul. At three, the Arizona Cardinals take C.J. Stroud on behalf of the Tennessee Titans in training. Uh, okay. Todd, what'd you learn? Gilbert Arenas not really interested in mingling with celebs courtside. After all, they came to see him play. What did I learn today? Aaron Rodgers is excited to meet the New York media and, quote, see what that's all about. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome at the end of your first year. They automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything earned doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants. See the terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow, recapping the draft, a meet Friday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.